0: What's Going on, y'all. we we'll back with another episode of Define Your Legacy. All right, before we tap into this edition of the show, all right, I just want to shout out the online store of Define Your Legacy. All right, it can be found in the link in the description of this episode. All right, but jump right in to the episode. We got none other than Coach Moses on the show. What's going on, man?
1: Man, welcome to the show. Welcome thank the you, show. man. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely, it's been uh very busy since uh championship game. Um, Nonstop, man, nonstop. I'm exhausted. You know, I was very honored when I got the call, or text yeah. from you to do this. You know, anything to do for you. I've had you since you was wee high, man. and I appreciate the opportunity. Man.
0: No doubt, no doubt. Um, so, if you could, you know, for those that may not know, mm-hmm. right, just introduce yourself and just tell the world uh, what it is that you do.
1: All uh, right, I'm Kevin Moses. Uh, I'm a Bloomfield High School alumni. Uh, happy married to adult children. Uh, three grandkids, you know, I've been uh, working with the Town of Bloomfield, Leisure Services. Well, back in the day, it was the uh, Recreation Department, now it's Leisure Services. And uh, a lot of kids have come through uh, the program, and it's very, you know, it's a great program. I've seen a lot of these kids grow, you know, Thea's being one of them, you know, into a, a, a gentleman, a grown man who's very successful in this community. And uh, I was just honored to be here. And I work at the uh, Bloomfield High School mm. as a security officer. I've been a security officer for 23 years now. Mm. Uh, coach, uh, assistant varsity coach at uh, football. Been doing that for 22 years. Mm. And also uh, I'm the head boys basketball coach at Bloomfield High School. This is my second full season. Mm. Uh, I've been coaching with Gary Barcher mm. for nine years mm. and Dan Matthews for two. And uh, I learned a lot from those two gentlemen and i'm carrying it with me uh as i coach these young men today yeah,
0: yeah. and even in saying that right coaching yeah. um young men and in your story right you've been a part of the bloomfield community for a yeah. while yeah right and dealing with a lot of different types of youth yeah um so off rip, um i just want to talk about what like advice would you have for youth coming up, right? Like, what what what's one piece of advice that you feel like all youth should definitely know?
1: Well, you know, for the youth that's coming up, you know, I still work at uh, Bluefield right. Legion Service for the youth that's coming up. You know, it's 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 an honor to watch young men such as yourself, yeah. you know, grow and blossom into the man that you are today, and how successful you are in society. Mm-hmm. And the advice I would give, man, is just when you come into these programs. You know, pay attention. Listen. You know, we're not going to tell you nothing wrong. We're not going to tell you nothing that we didn't go through mm-hmm. to do. And it's very, you know, it's very easy. The, the the pattern is very easy. You know, you you listen to your parents. You know, listen to the people that you deal with on a daily basis. You know, they're not going to tell you nothing wrong. They're not going to tell you nothing to hurt yourself. Pay attention. That's the key. Pay attention to what you're being told to do and you'll be successful like these.
0: Yeah, appreciate that, appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And also too, right, spending over two decades yeah. at the school, right? You've seen, again, a lot of different types of youth with different yeah. backgrounds and things like that. Yeah. But now, at the same time, I'm sure you've been able to see them develop yes. into grown men and to grown women. Yeah. Um, so what's something that you would uh, tell people that have graduated either a couple of years ago that are now may be entering a different phase of their life?
1: I would tell them to You know, take what was given to you uh, through the people in your lives. Uh, Like I said before, you know, we're not gonna tell you nothing wrong. We're gonna encourage you to be the best that you can be. And, you know, for example, you know, the guys that I've coached in basketball, you know, I had them also when they were little, Mm -hmm. coming through the Recreation Department, leisure Services, and to watch them be successful in basketball, be successful in the classroom. And they're taking what was given to them from people like myself, you know, Melissa Satchel, uh, Dave Molesko, people who work here at Legion Services, Andrew Brown, Mark Mitchell, you know, all good people. And I see from working here that they're not gonna hire nothing but good people to Mm. help this youth grow into young men, young women to be successful in today's society. And it's very, very hard to get these young people to gradually or or, or move in a right angle because a lot of them have been teared in that negative way. Hmm. So people like myself, uh, Andrew Brown, like I said, you know, you now, Hmm. being that person in society can help guide these young people in the right direction. You know, you know, it, it, it's, it's hard, but yeah. you know, if you can get one or two, you've done what you're supposed to do, Yeah, yeah. you know, and I feel that I've gotten a lot of people who come through the ranks, such as yourself, mm-hmm. to be successful and ready to perform in this society.
0: Do mm-hmm. you think, or have you ever felt, dealt with either a player or a youth who may um, have came from a troubled household?
1: Yes, you know, um. A lot of the players and youth that I have dealt with come from single parent homes. They come from the group the group home environment. A lot of them have been raised by the grandparents. you know, and a lot of them have gone to that path that has you know the, the negative path yeah. and, it, and it's hard because I coach football like I said. And we've had a lot of deaths, you know, a lot of young people that, you know, in these vehicles, they race each other down certain streets in the town. And we try to tell them, you know, you can't do that. These are not toys. These cars are not toys. And if you if you take it upon yourself to race down the street and Be prepared for the outcome, and it's just sad because we've lost many football players. we lost many athletes to negativity, stupidity, Mm -hmm. and we have vowed as coaches, you know, if I got to leave my home to drive around the town of Bloomfield to see if any of my athletes are doing the negativity I will. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that just comes from the background that I was brought up in, you know, my mom was my mom and my father. My father's in the home, but he didn't do much. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're not just coaches. We are fathers. We are uncles. We are big brothers to these kids. And a lot of them take heed to what we're saying. But a lot of them, you know, it was just too late. Yeah. So, you know, we we, we thrive on the ones that, you know, I hate to say it, the ones that want the help and the knowledge that we can give them, but we're trying to give it to them all. Yeah. You know, some point is very successful, sometimes it's not, but we keep striving, we keep moving, we keep progressing to help these young people.
0: Right. And how can you, you know, obviously when you're young, you may not know as much as someone who, you know, has a little bit more experience. And so I just feel like exposure, right, is, is, is a huge part as to why some young people may struggle. But how do you have any, I guess, methods in terms of guiding youth that might feel lost, right? Because some of us, you know, Mm you might use sports as an outlet. For some of us who, you know, Mm -hmm. may be in certain trouble, Mm -hmm. is there anything that you might use like, as a guide for them to kind of get them on the
1: the right path? a lot of the kids, there's a Mm -hmm. lot of them just need somebody to listen. Mm -hmm. Don't do a lot of talking. Don't be like, well, you can't do this. Don't do this. A lot of them need to just, need us to just listen. I found just listening Mm -hmm. is the key to getting these young people at in the high school, middle school, comp, or, you know, the grammar school to get them to go to that great yeah. that 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 straight line. Just listening to feel or, or or hear what they have to say and then give them positive energy, you know, or well, you can't do this or this is going to happen. You got to stay positive with them and some of them just need that ear to listen. Yeah, yeah. And and you
0: know, for for those that may not have that At the home, right? And and now being a coach, how's that dynamic been? That for some players, whether they'll admit it out loud, Mm -hmm. right, or even, you know, say it, that you fill a role, a void that they may need.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, a lot of the parents come to me Hmm. and be like, Coach, you know, such and such is doing such and such. Can you help? And, you know, I'll take that role as like, you know, like I said, being that big brother, being that father, being that uncle and helping them. And a lot of them, like I said, just need that ear to listen. And, you know, we take them, you know, a lot of people come from, like I said, single parent homes. A lot of the mothers, the fathers are not involved. So, you know, I have a couple kids now who will be graduating this year who have that, who don't have that father. I've been that role, that father, and they've thanked me for helping them. And there's one that has just the father, not the mother. And you, that's very rare. Yeah,
0: yeah, my reaction was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very rare to have
1: just the father, and I commend him, I commend him for being that man to take care of his kids. And I salute him and salute the fathers, the single fathers that do that, the single moms that do that, I salute them. And they're raising young men. Yeah, A lot of these mothers are raising the young men and they're doing a great job. But you know, when they release them to me, they come into school at 725. I'm that father, I'm that yeah. role model. And I get on them, I stay on them, and they see that I care. Mm-hmm. So they do the right thing. Yeah, They do the right thing.
0: Yeah. And even, you know, with that, right, you talk you kind of related to longevity. Yes. This idea of loyalty is important, too. Right, right. Oh. Loyalty,
1: is, lo, loyalty is huge because a lot of these kids can see if you're real or not. Yeah. They can see right through you. They can tell, well, no, he's just here for the paycheck. I'm not going to listen to him. Or he's really here to help us. Help me, guide me to do the right thing. Be that person to be successful in society. And there's a lot of that at Bloomfield High School. Mm -hmm. You know, there's these guys that like to walk the halls and and try to be thugs, and they see me, and they turn the other way. But no, I go right down to them, and I let them know, look, you had the potential to be the best that you could be, but you got to take advantage of what's here. Mm -hmm. If you don't take advantage of what's here, you're going to end up that wrong road. So a lot, listen, you know, it's hard to get the. I don't give up on the ones that take a little longer than the other mm-hmm. And
0: that's a part of it too, yeah. right? Like not yeah. everyone moves at the same pace. Right, right, right. And right. You gotta yeah. be willing to accept that. Exactly, exactly. Um, but what right. do you feel has been the biggest difference between you, when you first got there mm-hmm. versus now? Man, I'm taking yeah, yes. it. You know, I, I'm sure.
1: Ooh, <laughs> man, there's, it, it, it's, it's a huge difference from the type of kid that comes through now. Yeah than it was back in the day when you was coming through. You know, the kid now is so needy, Mm. very needy more than what you were. You know, I would see you in the hallways at Bloomfield High School. How you doing, Dave? Yes, how you doing, Coach? Good to see you. Blah, blah, boom boom And you go to class. Now, hey, what's up, Coach Moe? How you doing? I have to literally, what I do is I'll ask them, how you feeling today? How's everything going? Are we gonna have a good day or we have a bad day? We have a good day, Coach Mo, we have a good day. Now, we have a lot of kids that just roam the hall. They come to school just to roam the hallways. Don't go to class. So we deal with that. And like a perfect example today, two girls, You know, they don't understand why they got suspended today. But I had to explain to them. I said, look, it's not what you did today. It's what you've done in the past. Mm -hmm. There's a paper, thing called paper trail. Mm -hmm. You get a paper trail, and you continue to do what you do. You could be perfect today. Mm -hmm. But if you do one thing wrong, they're going to think about what you've done in the past. Mm -hmm. So try to, it's just different, man, between the generation when you was coming to high school and now they're more they're more babies now you guys we could have been more now I wouldn't say physical yeah but we could have been more hard we could have been more stern yeah, more with you firm. Yeah, more yeah. firm than what we can do now because yeah. these kids are babies still mm. you guys were a lot tougher man yeah. so that's the that's the huge difference and it's harder for us to do what we want to do with these kids today than we did with you
0: all yeah, yeah. but so But the thing is, though, about that story is that you still stuck with them. Yes, yeah, we didn't give up.
1: Yeah, didn't give up because that's just not my style. It's not the staff style at Bloomfield High School because we care. Mm -hmm. If we didn't care, we'd be like, "Man, do what you want to do, man. We don't care. Build bill building. Them just do what you do, Mm -hmm. you know." So, but like I said, if a kid sees that you're genuine, Mm -hmm. that you really care, they will try. They will try, but then there's some that just like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in this. I'm stuck because I got a new kid today. Well, he been in the school since Monday. Okay. Kid's 6'5. He's a ball player. Okay. You know, and there's people out in the community that want to help him progress. So I had a talk with him today. I was like, look, you know, you've got to do this, you got to do that, you got to maintain this to do this. You want to play ball? He said, "Yes, coach." You have to maintain a certain GPA to yeah. play basketball, and when you can't just when you get that GPA, you have to maintain throughout the season because there's a time you could lose that GPA and you'd be yeah. you be ineligible. Yeah. Five minutes later, I see the kid. He's walking in. He's walking down the hall, with the kids that just don't want to do the right thing. So what did I, I said, what did I just say to you. You're right, Coach. You're right. You're right. Next thing I know, I check. He's in class. Hmm. So I said, you know, I'm not tolerating this in my program, and you have to do the right thing to participate in this program because we're here now. Right. Yeah. 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 We're here now. We were here. Yeah. But we're here now. People are watching. Yeah. Yeah. So they understand but it. But in that example, though, how important
0: would you say it is for people to surround themselves with folks that may be going down the right path?
1: It's very important, it's very important because they see, a lot of these kids see the success mm. of Bloomfield High School, not just Bloomfield High School basketball. The girls track team won their 12th consecutive state indoor championship, 12 in a row, unblemished. I mean, that is phenomenal. And I used them as an example for some of the boys in my program. Mm. I said, look at these young ladies. Every freshman in that girls' program made All-State this year. Mm-hmm. I had one kid made All-State for basketball. Mm-hmm. First freshman to ever do it in Bloomfield High School history, mm-hmm. J. Shaw Williams. Um, you know, so we tried to, we use the other programs as an example, and a lot of the kids see that, a lot of kids want to be like that, but they always seem to hit that glitch in the road. Yeah. So once they hit that glitch, they come in the next day. They come, I always tell them to come by the security office and see me. just want to see how you're doing this morning, see where they are. Mm-hmm. A lot of them on the right track. Some of them come, oh, Coach, man, I ain't eating nothing. Or, come with me, let's go get you something. To eat. Yeah. You know, I got a lot of that, too. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, we're more than just coaches. Of course, yeah. yeah. You know, we care about them. You know, it's not about wins and losses. You care about the academics. Mm-hmm. We care about how they come into the building. We come, we care about how they approach their classes. What they're doing in their classes. So, you know, yeah. it's just a job.
0: Yeah, but so even in saying that, you no, know, right? You you hear the dominance, right, yeah. of, of the teams, and and, and you hear having yeah. a freshman make all state, which is crazy. Crazy, right? Um, but why why have you been with Bloomfield for so long? And I know the easy answer
1: might just be because you went there. Right, you know, and it's it's more than that. hmm. You know, I want to give to these kids, not just to males, the females, what was given to me Hmm. at Bloomfield High School. I went through the ranks of Bloomfield Public Schools, and it was very different back then. You know, right now, Bloomfield High School, Bloomfield Public Schools, is predominantly... Black, predominantly Jamaican. There's very few white kids in the building. So, you know, what was given to me was structure. What was given to me was care. Mm. What was given to me was all of the positive things when it comes to schooling. And I see a lot of kids, I say to them, I'm an alumni, I graduated from here in 1984. They look at me like, you went to school here, Coach? I'm like, yes, I did. And I'm trying to tell them, I said, what was given to me, I'm trying to give to you. And they were like, wow, Coach, that's that's deep, that's real, thank you. Thank you know, And we get a lot of kids that graduate, come back and say, Coach, thank you for what you did. Thank you for what you told me. I may not be here today if you didn't tell me this. Well, what does that mean to you, though? Because you won a lot in life, right? yep. and on mm-hmm. on, the, on the court, on the field. Mm-hmm. But hearing that—that's
0: more. Future, right. That's
1: more valuable than these. What mm-hmm. I have on—that's mm-hmm. more valuable than a championship ring. Mm-hmm. That right there tells me I've won. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd rather take that than the rings any day because they're—they're they're telling me they're going to succeed in life, and that means more to me winning the championship. I've won there. Mm. i won there more than winning the championship. And like I said, the kids come back, like, wow, coach, thank you, man. Anything you need, let me know. Anything you need, let me know. Mm. And it feels good because I said, I said, yeah, I got that one. Mm. I got that one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I saw a video after, you know, the team, the boys team won the basketball chip this year of when you walked in. You're holding it up. Yeah. So
1: what did kind of that mean? You know. Well, you like walked in the locker room? Yeah, to walk, they, you walk, walk in the locker room. And they
0: doused me with yeah, water? Yeah, I yeah.
1: I was not expecting that. My assistant coaches set me up there. You just don't know how good that felt. Now, in the semifinal game, when we won, I cried. Mm. And Joe Zone and... Um, I forgot the other one. John Holtz, mm-hmm. Joe Zone was like, Coach, you cried after the semifinal, but you're not crying now. Getting to that game, the championship game, you know, I was told that not directly, but people in my area, in my my, my surroundings, said people are doubting you, people are doubting your team. They don't think you can make it. They think you're gonna mess, make a mistake. So, all that came to focus after we won the semifinal game. And I said to myself, yeah, we're going to the championship. And I felt that we were gonna win this whole thing because the varsity team, we were in the group chat. They named it Mohegan. Mm. They named the group chat Mohegan And they've just been humble all year. They've been hungry all year. You know, Howard Simpson, team captain. Lake McLean, team captain. Dallas Rose, team captain. Shane Bell, team captain. They came to me. They said, Coach, we're going to win this. Mm. You deserve this. People doubted you. We're going to make them eat everything. Mm. When we played Sunday and we won the game, they all huddled around me. They they, they they hugged me, they rubbed my head. I had a, a fresh haircut, they were rubbing my <laughs> head. It was like, coach, we did it, we did it. You know, and the four captains came to me and said, you deserve this. They was teary-eyed, I, you know, I had nothing left. Mm-hmm. They were teary-eyed, they said, you deserve this, man. And we are so honored to be the senior class to give this to mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Walking in that locker room, holding the trophy, and they doused me with mm-hmm. water, it was like, Uh, 600 pounds lifted off my shoulder. Mm. We did it. They deserved to do that. They knew what I went through. Mm. The journey I went through to March 20th when we won the state title, Mm. they knew what I was going through. Mm. So It just feels good to have a group of kids that not only cared about winning the championship, getting rings and jackets, They cared about how I felt Mm. and what I went through. Mm. So that meant more than just winning, just to feel how they felt towards me Mm -hmm. was more than enough.
0: But how did you deal with that without showing it to the kids?
1: You know, it it was hard not to shed more tears. You know, it was hard. You know, I wanted them to enjoy the moment because they deserve that moment. And, you know, it was fun. My assistant coaches helped me. At the end of the game, they hugged me. You know, they was holding me up. I was exhausted, Mm -hmm. man. And they just held me up. And just to see them enjoying it was, like I said, more than me winning the state title. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been 20-plus years since the last time Blueford won it. State championship in basketball, yeah. Sure. You know, and you know me being the first black coach mm-hmm. to win the state championship in basketball at mm-hmm. Bluefield yeah. High School history is an honor. Yeah. Sure. You know, and back when I went to school at Bluefield High School, I was the first football player to make All State. Okay. So, just to do it as a coach and as a player is just phenomenal. You know phenomenal and you know i'm setting the tone because i'm not going to always be the coach i'm setting the tone for the next person to come in and just hope they can run with it hand the keys and over. the keys yeah. over again but, but so being what you said the first
0: all-state football player in yep. football history mm-hmm. to now fast forwarding years later to being the first black uh, basketball coach mm-hmm. at a at Bloomfield to win you know the state yeah. championship did you ever think that would happen when you were playing. When I was you playing,
1: to this any, when I was any playing sports at Bloomfield High School, I never dreamed of even working at Bloomfield High School. I didn't think I was going to be working at Bluefield High School. I didn't think I was going to be coaching at Bloomfield High School. But I'll never forget the day in 1997, Bobby Gibson. I talked to him on the phone. He was like, "You're thinking about coaching? We need a receiver coach." I said, yeah, I love the coach. I'll come back. So I'll, I'll, I'll give some time. And it just started from there. Mm. I've been coaching athletics at Bloomfield High School since 1997. Mm. And the rest is history. And the rest is history, man. The rest so, is history. So we
0: talked about the basketball, front. Mm-hmm. Right? What about the football, then?
1: I'm, I'm oh, assistant so. coach at football. My freshman basketball coach is the head coach of the football program, Ty Allen. Okay, okay. And... You know, there's, we won, we went to the state championship in football last year against Cromwell mm-hmm. and lost. And that was also another added more fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. Because on my basketball roster, I have about seven or eight football players that I had just lost. Mm-hmm. So they came into basketball and was hungry. Yeah, They said, nah, we're not gonna do two in a row. Mm-hmm. We're going to win the chip in basketball. And we had an opportunity. We almost thought we were going to play Cromwell again Mm. in basketball. Mm. But the team we beat in a championship game beat Cromwell in the semi. So, you know, and I hated to beat that Grammy team because I have a great relationship with the head coach and his staff. The respect is mutual. The respect for each other is just just high. And um, football... You know, I can, I can really say I can, I can take a back seat. You know, I, I do what I do. I coach the uh, receivers along with Pete Picora. And, um But I let him. I pretty much pass the torch to him because he's younger and he does a great job with them. So I just assist him when he needs it. Um, I enjoy it. What do you think all of your,
0: your previous players that you've coached are going to say when they watch this video,
1: Coach Mo, you did it. Mm. You did it. You deserve it. We're honored to have been under your tutelage. We've learned a lot from you. We're proud of you, and just thank God that you won the state championship basketball. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so I, I think though what was cool about that story is being able to coach two different sports, right? Yes. And, yeah and how, how has that been especially on
1: the football front where obviously this requires more yeah. let me tell you players. this you talk you go from 60 players hmm. to varsity roster 12 hmm. JV 12, freshman 10 if hmm. that. You're dealing with a different type of kid from back from football the basketball the stress is different you know you're, you're dealing with guys who are a lot not, not, not as tough mentally but they're just as tough physically but you know it, it's just crazy how we go football the Monday after graduation, all the way to March. Mm. There's no time in between for me. So I am I got literally a day to get my head together. Okay, I'm going into basketball now. It's my program now. It is so hard. That's why, you know, you got to have good assistant coaches. Yeah, yeah. And I have two great assistant coaches. And it is just unbelievable. Like I said when we started, I am exhausted. It hasn't stopped. Yeah. It has not stopped. And not, like I said, you know, I was honored when you, when you asked for me to come on to this. I was so, I said, oh my god, yes. I told my wife. She said, yeah, you better do that. I said, yeah, I'm going to do it. I said, Theos is my man. i know yeah. him since he was yeah. little. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's it's an honor. Yeah. You know, I, I get a lot of respect from both sides, football, basketball. And it just feels good when, you know, the kids, like, you know, Dwight Freeney, I coached football, mm-hmm. who's a retired NFL player, Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. There's like six or seven other football players that went to the NFL. Andrew Pinnock, Corey Sheets, Matt Lawrence. Who I've heard from since when it is, and I would never—you would never know that these guys are at that level of fame. You know, Marcus Cooper, nine years in the NFL, Dwight Feeney, Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer. They are so humble, and they'll come in and talk to these kids, and the kids will be like in awe. Mm. Like, you know, they they know now that, you know, Dwight Freeney will come in with a white T-shirt, Yankee hat, regular jeans, and you would never know. Mm. He's a multi mm. He doesn't show it. He's not flamboyant. Same thing with Marcus Cooper, not flamboyant. Corey Sheets, not flamboyant. And, and, and it's very... It's, it's honorable to see that all these guys that made it to the NFL are very humble. You don't see them in the big chains or none of that. None of that.
0: But, but how cool is it, though, to to know that you saw them turn from boys into men, right? From, <sighs> from high school athletes to now. Because I'm sure, I'm sure that's got to have some sort of effect it on does. you to know, like, you saw them when they were teenagers. Yep. now they're their fathers, right? Their husbands, They're you know. Yeah, it,
1: it, it feels good because they're leading the life that we as coaches, me and myself, have instilled in them. You know, how to be a grown man in today's society. You're a family man. Take care of your family. You know, be devoted to your wife. Devoted to your kids, Because you very rarely see young black men taking care of their kids. A lot of them be like, man, I'm not doing that, man. they hold all behind. they hold all down and get out. You know, my son is the prime example. You know, he has, like I said, I have three granddaughters. All three of them are sick right now. They're at my house. And I, I commend him every day. I say, you're doing a great job with your daughters that he said, Dad, I learned from you. Hmm. I remember how you took care of me and Brandy. And you know, it it feels so good to see what I taught him he's doing with his daughters. It feels good to see the players that I had in Bloomfield High. When they come visit, they bring their wives, their significant others. If they have kids, they bring them. And I'll always say to them, how you doing? Coach is hard, but I'm I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with it. Mm. I said, that's the key right there. Yeah. You made this happen, you take care of it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I always teach
0: Yeah, and that's a lesson, right, that can be taken outside of the classroom. Yes. As well as the core or the field or right. whatever. Right, right. Um, but how, you know, are there any like skills or even more lessons that you would have for, I guess, players that you've already coached that may be entering, again, that phase of their life, whether it's fatherhood, being um, a, a husband, or just a better employee, or whatever the case may be. Because again, like when you're young and you receive advice, especially yeah. in high school, it's like, are right, you feel like you have to receive it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you don't have a choice. If adult right. tells you what to do, you gotta do it. Right. But as you go through life, you know, whether it be college, after college, whatever, now it's a choice mm-hmm. right, to listen yeah. to other people. So. As someone who I feel is well respected in the community, of course, yeah. what's something that you think as we head into a new year, right, with 2022, as crazy as it's been, that people either need to hear or make sure they stay on the right path of whatever goal it is that they're trying to attain?
1: Well, you know, what I what I would tell them is what was told to me. You know, going back to what I said, there are a lot of young Black males who are afraid to step up and take care of their responsibilities. Now, coaching football and coaching basketball, I'm not just coaching them or teaching them about football. I said that I'm always asking when you come to practice on time, what is that teaching you? They say responsibility. I said, when you listen to what the coach is telling you, a directive to do on the football field, or what do I tell you to do in the basketball court? What do you call that? Following direction. So all these things that we are telling them, they're using it in their own personal lives now. And they always say to me, Coach Mo, you were right. This is no joke. But I said, do you use the formula that we've always taught you? Hmm. Which the, what's the formula? They say, some say, well, you know, you, you get on us to come to practice on time. I said, do you get up and you're at work on time? Hmm. They say, yes, coach. I said, when you come to practice late, what have we always told you? Did we punish you for that? They say, yes, coach. I said you go to work late, what happens? They got paid. I, I said, so we weren't just teaching you, you know, getting on you for being late, making you run extra for being late. We didn't like, we you know, we didn't wasn't doing that just to do it. We was doing that to teach you a lesson. And you guys with these families, you guys who were out in the out in society working. You've carried all what we taught you into that, and they are very thankful. They are very, they show so much gratitude for that because they feel if that if we didn't teach them that, they wouldn't know it. Mm. Do, do you think they'll kind of pass the baton
0: in terms of you know passing down that information as well in terms of overall
1: lessons and just you know? And I've seen them do that. Yeah, you know a lot of the guys that played football are now coaching football in the midget ranks, in, in the lower, in the, in, the, in the, I've seen, I've watched back, I go to some of the games, and I watch them coach these kids. And I see them doing what we taught them to do. So they're bringing it down to that level. And then, you know, a lot of the kids who we've coached have kids of their own and in, in high school now. And, I see them every day. Mm-hmm. And I always ask them, I said, how your father doing? Mm-hmm. Well, he's doing well, coach. You know, I love my dad. You know, he's done this. He's learned so much from the kids are telling us that they've learned so much from you all. And it just feels good that, you know, they went to Bloomfield High. Now the siblings, or not siblings, but the child, mm-hmm. the kids are at Bloomfield High School. Yeah. And they're doing everything that their parents have done. Yeah. So they they taking strides. So it's like I'm doing it all over again. Yeah, the cycle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing it all over again yeah. with their kids now. Mm-hmm. And they're very, you know, very appreciative and they thank me every day yeah. for helping raise their parents. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah, that's a, a, a deep point too. Mm-hmm. Is
0: there any like I guess adjustment on your end though?
1: Yes, because they're different. Yeah. You know, like, the the kids that I've coached as football players who are now parents, and I had their kids at the high school, it's different because a lot of them have girls. But, you know, because of the relationship I have with their fathers, they'll call me and be like, Coach, how's my daughter doing? You have my permission to put you're footing it behind or do whatever <laughs> you need to do. So I tell him, I said, now, you know, I just got on the phone with your dad and he told me I can do whatever I need. No coach, you don't need to do anything. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. I'm gonna, and they're all athletes and they're doing very well. And it's just, it's different, but it feels good. I'm like, wow, I'm coaching a different generation now. Mm. I'm working with a different generation. I said, I see your father used to do the same thing. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask too. Do you ever notice like a similar character? Oh race my in god, yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. And uh, what makes it so, what makes it even better is that all these kids that are in school now, who I've coached their father or even their mom, they're all in the honor roll. Mm-hmm. Not one has issues with classes or having issues with grades, mm-hmm. and. Some of the parents that had issues with grades, mm-hmm. but their kids are not. Yeah. So, again, I stay on them as far as their academics, behavior. And I just, you know, sometimes I'll pull them, even the kids that come in. You know, I can just look at them and be like, you're going to have a bad day, are you? Nah, I'm all right. You need to stay right here for a few minutes? Yes, coach. I'll have them sit with me. And i write them a pass. i say, you ready to go to class? They go to class, they do what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it feels good this, to have the parent and full cycle have the child now. Yeah, It's, it's, it's just, just it's, it's it's an honor. And I've been doing it for 20 plus years now. Yeah. And, and thinking of time in 20 plus years, mm-hmm. you, know,
0: that, you know, where a generation gets brought up, right? So how do you feel about breaking generational
1: curses? I don't feel bad at all because... You know, again, you know, I talk to mainly the fathers every day or like maybe once or twice a week. And, you know, it it, it doesn't feel, I don't feel bad at all because I give to the child now, but I gave to the parent. But it's a little harder, I give it a little harder to the child than I did to the parent because again, generations are different. You know, they have to be taught differently. They see things differently. They only see what they see now or what they hear now in this generation today. They wasn't around when the parents was coming to high school. Yeah. Different generations. And I tell the kids this. I say, yo, when your mother and father was here, they didn't do what, the, what these kids are doing now. Yeah. They didn't walk the halls. They went to class and when the bell rang, they ran the class. If you weren't in the classroom, when the bell rang, they ran. You kids walk around like, oh, I don't care. But the ones that are the athletes who have you know, their fathers who I've coached, and i would be like, look, all I gotta do is make one phone call. Man, they busted. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my. That's the, what I use. I say, oh, don't have me call your father. Don't have me call your mother. No, coach, no, 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 no. They get the class. Hmm.
0: But overall though, when that happens, right, do you think discipline ends up becoming a, a, a good and huge factor from
1: yes? Right. And they and, and you know, again, that's going back to coaching their kids. They learn that from coaching. For us coaching them and them being an athlete, they learned the discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they carry it on to their their kids. So, you know, like I just said, if I if I threaten them by calling the parent. They move in the class quick. And, you know, sometimes, you know, before the bell even ring, they're in the classroom. I walk the halls, I look in the classroom, they were in the classroom. But, you know, it's, it's, it's just different, man. It's just different. Yeah, yeah. You know, and dealing with some of the kids that don't have that background, like some of these kids that I've coached, they don't have the background. And it's very hard for them. They don't know nothing but this the squiggly raggedy way they don't know that straight line yeah so you know it's more work dealing with that child than it is the other hmm. okay 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 yeah.
0: you know what i would say like even in going off that right what do you feel like has been the difference between those that have been able to uh persevere through tough times versus those who may struggle a little bit with that and and that's not even just from a youth standpoint, but yeah. obviously, again, you know, you coach players. We're talking for what two decades. Yeah. Naturally, right? Some players, you know, as you know, you can yell at yeah. some, players, yeah, you you can. some players. You sure. gotta whisper. Some players, you gotta pat them on the back. Some players, yeah, you
1: gotta, man. you know,
0: motivate them. Especially in football. Yeah. Right? Basketball is one thing, but football. Oh, man, let me. It ain't you no, you know.
1: Back in the day, we was able to, you know, I won't say pretty much put hands on them, but we were able to yell and, and and talk to them like, you know, what are you doing? What the boom, boom, boom are you doing here? It wasn't like, well, well you know, you well, 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 have to stop. No. We climbed in there behind. And we, that's how we got our point across. We spoke to them like their parents to them. We spoke to them like how we know that we can get our point across in that manner. You know, today, you do that some parents, mm. man, but you can't do that to some of these kids today because, you know, you lose your job mm-hmm. doing that. So we have to be careful with, I know the type of kid mm. that I can do that to. right? And I know what type of kid I can't do that to. And using you, for example, I could be like that with you. Because you was back in that generation with the kids were mentally tough. Right, right. You know, kids were physically tough. More than they are today. Like today, I'd be like, oh, my goodness. I got to pick and choose my battles with a lot of these kids because they can't deal with it. Yeah. And so that's the type of mentality that I have now. And, you know, it's hard. Sometimes I lose it. With that kid that can't deal with it, and they go around to that shell, then I gotta build that kid. Right. That comes. Like,
0: then it's like, oh, my bad, I didn't
1: mean. It. Right. Or, I mean, I kind of back. Right. And, right. No, I get it. Right.
0: Um, and again, like I said, that I get. I think that comes with the territory. Yes, it does. Right. Yeah, like, does. you know, not all students, not all players, all people are going to be the same. And I think right. um, that's a testament to being able to deal with that. You know, yeah. understanding mm-hmm. that not that everyone is the same. Right. 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 Yeah. And so, have you ever noticed? Uh, uh, players interaction um being like up and down or in terms like like it's one thing to write have a one-on-one conversation between a coach and a player right Mm -hmm. but have you ever been in times where you've had to um handle a little bit more firmly between a player and a player right like conflict or disagreement
1: yeah actually we're doing that now Mm. um during basketball season you know i dealt with it majority of the season because, you know, I had two freshmen that started, two freshman guards that started. And, you know, upperclassmen felt that one of them was a me player. Right, I I got to have this, I got to have this. You know, if we lost the game, he was just worried about scoring 20 or more points. So a lot of the team members didn't like that. So they would come to me be like, Coach, you know, I can't play with this kid. You know, we got to do something about it. So what I would do is just hand, I would look. i said, say, look, I will call the captains and say, you guys got to deal with this as a team. You guys play with each other. So, I, like I said, I had great captains. And they dealt with it. And it just peaked. You know, they started coming together as one towards the end of the season, then it just carried over to the CCC tournament. they carried over to the state tournament and that's what I feel was the big change and the reason why we won the state championship because they became one Hmm. and you know it was very very hard at first but you know they all know the type of person that I am that I'm not going to put up with it and they came together and it was beneficial and it was just Phenomenal feeling to see them come together as one, and they played together. And I told them, I said, "You play together, nobody's going to beat you." And it happened; it came to fruition, and nobody beat us. And Mm. you know, it was an honor to see that. I was like, "Wow, I, you know, I did that." Mm. You know, my brothers together, they played together, and we won together. And it was just. Great.
0: It was great, right? Yeah. And he used the words, you know, together, yeah. you know, we a lot, right? So, yeah. what does that kind of mean in the grand scheme of things? To know that sports and just life in general, you know, isn't just about an individual, but in order to really level right. up, you yeah. know, you got to be on the same page with
1: everyone. Yeah, I tell them, you know, not just athletics, but in the game of life. When you get a job, when you support your family. You have to be able to work together at your job. You have to be able to work together. If you can't work together, the job is not complete. And teaching them that now, and like I said, the kids I've coached in the past, they've learned that, and they and and I can see that when them in them when they come to the games, they have their wives, their significant others, they have the kids with them, and I can see that they're one. That they're together, and that's the major goal in coaching is to help these young men provide for their families mm. and to survive in society. Because I tell them all the time, I said, "You guys don't realize now, but you will. It's tough out there." Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure you see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you see that. So, you know, it it, it feels good to. See that these guys are successful. Yeah. You know, so it's an honest tiring, but it's an honor. Yeah. Yeah. So is it worth it? Yes, very much so. Very much so. I, I I've always strive on giving back to what was given to me. And to see they take advantage of what I've given them and to see how successful they've become in society. Is an award in itself. Mm. Like I said, it's better than these championship rings, you know, to championship in life. Mm. That's the bigger picture. Mm. You know, so it feels good to see these guys like, you know, the the team, the basketball team I just coached. You know, a lot of them will be, you know, I only got three seniors. Two of them will be going to college to play football. Mm. One is going to play basketball. And to see how they're handling things now, it feels good because they're taking what I have coached in them, and they're using it now. Mm-hmm. They're using it now, so yeah, and that's deeper than like an
0: X's and O's. Yeah, absolutely. Play that yeah, you absolutely.
1: kind of draw. Absolutely, you know. Yeah, um,
0: but also too, like I think you know when you, when you mentioned. Um, being a coach and stuff, of course, you know, the, the on-court and on-field stuff is important, yeah, yeah. but how have you dealt with, like, the mental, right? How has how, how your, yours been in terms of, like, knowing that every day you have to show up, right? Like, you got players that, if they have a, if a player has a bad game, all right, you know, you got 11 guys that, you know, hopefully they step up. Mm-hmm. Same thing with football, right? If you have one player, at the end of the day, it's still a team, but as a coach, right, especially for a program, like, Bloomfield, that's one a lot. Yeah. How um, how's that been? Knowing, like, okay, I, you know, I got to win for the players. I got to win for the family. I got to win for the town. I got to win for the school. I got to win for myself. It's so good. how does that feel? Especially being first it's off of it's
1: so tough. This man. Oh, my goodness. That's a great question. It's <laughs> unbelievable how I have to wake up every morning. And my, my wife would say this. She meant. I get up. First thing I think about is, all right, I could be down, I could be tired. But I gotta get up somehow, some way, get it together, get it together. Don't let when I go into the job, see my players, Mm. see the students. If they see me upbeat, they're gonna be upbeat. But sometimes, you know, I, I get up, I shower, I come back. I'm dressed, I'm sitting on the edge of the bed, like, wow, I'm tired. But if I go in there and they see that I'm tired, if they see if I'm down, that's gonna bring them around. Now. They come in there and they see that I'm upbeat, I'm laughing, I'm joking with them. I'm like, okay, let's have a good day. How are you mental? What are you gonna do here? What class do you have now? And they like they jump, you know, they they get real active, and. You know, sometimes, you know, when they get to class, I go to security, I was like, I gotta let go. Mm. So I gotta regroup all the time, regroup, regroup. Especially this year, because like I said, it was a grueling football season. They went to basketball, it was a grueling basketball season. I was tired day in and day out, but they would never know. Mm. They would never know that I was tired or if I was down. Or if I had something going on, yeah. I would have to leave everything in my car yeah. before I went to the building. Mm. Because these dudes, these guys need to be upbeat yeah. on a daily basis. Mm. You know, and you know, during the season, I would, at night, just text them and be like, look how you guys doing, what are you guys up to? And a lot of them be like, wow, this man really cares. Yeah. You know, I would just be like, okay, you know, Kaden, how you doing, mm. man? Doing your homework? Yeah, coach, I'm doing my homework. I had basketball. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with my mom. I said, How'd that go, man? We had a good time. A lot of kids just need that. Yeah. Just need that. And just giving that to them, be like, Wow, he really cares. And I got a lot of that from my players that they knew that I cared. Yeah. It wasn't just, like I said, it wasn't just about the athletics, it was yeah. about life with them.
0: Do you think, though, that's something that a lot of black men? struggle or deal with, the idea feel like the world is on the back, and the minute they either step into, you know, uh, their job or their house, dealing with their kids, or just life in general, that, like, you have to kind of flip the switch?
1: Yeah, you know, I have a lot of friends that, you know, do that. They, you uh, know, there's someone who find it difficult to turn that switch on. To be like that, 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 that leader, that leader of the household, the man of the household, they find that difficult. I don't find it difficult because you know, and it's worked for me. Uh, everything that I taught my son, he's doing. Everything I taught my daughter, my wife and I, you know, we've been together thirty-three beautiful years, and they, you know, see what my wife and I do, and it's very, very, it's hard at times, but I don't think a lot of a lot of the males, a lot of black men can't do it. A lot of men are like, "Yo, coach, how you doing, man? How do you come in here always, you know, vibrant? How do you come in here always so exciting? How do you come in here, you know, ready to give your all to these kids? I'm like, look, man. You gotta get it in your mind. I pray a lot too. I said, you gotta get it in your mind. You know, I pray at night. I pray in the morning. You know, I'm praying while I'm driving to school. Like, I, I gotta be upbeat for these kids. Give me the strength, Lord, to do this. Mm-hmm. Guide me. You know, and 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 he does. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it's just very hard. Not every man can do that. And you know, if a man in my in my eyes, if a man can't do that, he wasn't given the tools to do that. You know, I was given the tools to do that. Don Harris, you know, a lot of my coaches who I grew with gave me those tools to do that. My mom gave me the tools to do that. So, you know, it's, you know, for some males, some men, even women, it's just tough. Yeah. Yeah. but when did you realize I know you said that they gave
0: you the tools but when did you realize that as a man mm-hmm. that you possessed those
1: I would say when I was in college mm-hmm. when I was in college I played college football and I knew that right there playing college football helped me with the tools of being responsible being held accountable all of those just was put into me by my coaches and I carried over to me in life. Mm-hmm. And but in college, that was when I realized that I had the ability, I had the tools to give back to what was given to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah. And so it's cool that, you know, actually you, you mentioned college, yeah. you know, when we look at we think about the overall journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? And everything that you've done, the impact you talked about. You, know, you graduating mm-hmm. from Bloomfield, um, you know you attending, the, you playing football, mm-hmm. um, you know obviously you coaching now, yeah. and then your time spent in college and being fresh off winning a championship. Yeah. And ironically enough, the sports side we cover, but it sounds like your biggest value and impact is something that didn't even happen on the court, no, right? Helping out the youth. I think that's a very underrated thing when we talk about coaching in, in, yeah. in youth sports. Um, and I say all that, right, to, to list out everything that you've done and where you're at now, because that leads me into the final question that I have for you. It's yeah. a question that I ask everyone that's been on Define Your Legacy. Um that question is, how do you want to be remembered?
1: Huh. I want to be remembered is as the man that was always there for us. I want to be remembered not as the the fun loving the the coach that won the championships, I want to be remembered as the man that helped me be successful in society. That's the biggest goal. That's the goal right there, to help our youth, our black youth today, be successful in society. And that's how I want to be remembered. Coach Mo helped me through this. Coach Mo helped me through that. Coach Mo is the reason why I am who I am today. Mm. That's how I want to be.
0: Mm. Mm. Yes. That's just impact mm. in that answer, you know. And I think there's everlasting impact yeah. in that answer, you know. Because and the reason why I asked that question is because you know obviously the title of the show defined legacy is like, yeah. unfortunately we all have an expiration date. Right? Yes, and, and that's just a yeah. sad fact of the matter. It's important to enjoy life, you know, Absolutely. while you have it. it's definitely a blessing. Absolutely. Absolutely, But understanding that and like moving accordingly because of that, like mm-hmm. really understand that your life. Is limited. Life is yep. very, very precious. So, yep. how you go about each and every day speaks volumes on yes, your character. Yes. Yeah, it does. You know, yes, it does. Uh, but to hear you say, right, that how you want to be remembered is by helping other people, right? How you know how you want to be remembered is by leaving some sort of impact where the youth know yep. that, like, you know, it, it's okay to to be who you are and just. Strive for greatness and just, you know, be a, a good person day in day out again right. off the court as well Yeah, you know, and I think what's cool about the conversation is you've been able to acknowledge and identify that yeah. a lot of our youth Unfortunately, may come from rough Oh, yes, 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 and that's and that's you know, it is what it is. Yeah um, But dealing with that right like not just Accepting that and hearing that okay this person is growing up in a single household or this person may not have either other parents, right? Um, but I just want to, you know, commend you and, and applaud you on that. Thank you, I appreciate um, it. So, where, if I guess, if, if you want, can either people find you, or if anyone has any questions, or man, you, or, I'm at. But <laughs> this, this is. I just realized. So this the, is. You said this is this <laughs> is the end. This is this is the conclusion. This is the wrap up. This is the now, end to the-
1: Well, you can find me from September <laughs> to June. From 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. From from football season, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Bloomfield High School. Basketball season, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Bloomfield High School. I'm there day in and day out. If you want to come talk, I'm there for you. Doors always open. We always invite people to come in. Especially our alumni. So if you need any type of Help, just to if you want somebody just to listen. You can find me at Bloomfield High School. Mm, For sure, for sure, for sure. Mm. Um,
0: And is there any um, final words that you want our lovely, (coughs) defining legacy audience to know? Is there anything that you want to leave them with? Well,
1: just I want to say this: give. I always preach this: give to others what was given to you. Treat others how you will want to be treated. If you treat people like dirt, they're going to treat you like dirt. That's why I find that, you know, my success comes from, you know, I feel that if you treat somebody with respect, you'll get respect. And I've always lived by that. I've always built everything that I do upon that. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very important because today is rough, man. And you know, people treat people like dirt. They're going to react like Mm dirt. So, you treat them with respect, you'll get respect.
0: Yeah. You know, always be a good person. Always. Always always, always be a good person. Life is too short. Because the thing is too, you never know, like I said, when your last moment is. Yeah. And so the worst thing, and I and I know this is a very sensitive area for people, but like, you don't know the last words you may say to someone. You so you know. have to be careful what it is that you yes. say, because yes. you're going to mess around and have an argument with someone, that, especially one that you love and care about, mm-hmm. and it may end up being your last one. Yes. Then now you're going to have to live with that the rest of your life. There's not, you know, you can't pick up the phone and call them and say I'm sorry, I apologize. Yeah. You know. And again, I think if there's anything that these last two years have taught us with COVID and the pandemic oh, is that life is God, yeah. not um promised. No, it's you know, not. life is not life isn't always fair. Yeah, no, You it's not. know what I'm saying? Like right. it's not like, you know, good things, you know, don't always, you know, happen to, to good people. Yeah. And that's just sometimes how um the cards are dealt. But, yeah, yeah. You know, you live to to see another day. Similar yeah. to you all's a uh, tournament run. You know, yeah, you take it, yeah. you take it one, one, uh, yeah. one game at a time and yeah. you know let the
1: let the cards play itself out. Yeah life is how you make it mm-hmm. like you said nothing is guaranteed the only thing that's guaranteed is that expiration date yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you yeah. know i i um was honored to do this man i appreciate sure, 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 it sure. for, sure, for, sure, for sure for sure for sure to come back appreciate it man. absolutely appreciate absolutely
0: it. um so on the final legacy front y'all again make sure you follow the podcast, all right, wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, subscribe to Theist Elijah on YouTube, all right? You can follow Define Legacy as well on Instagram, Facebook, and DYL podcast on Twitter, all right? And all episodes, okay, drop Thursday mornings at 824 a.m. Eastern, all right? All episodes of Define Legacy, Thursday mornings, 824 a.m. Eastern. And just like that, y'all, we gone. Peace. Peace.